When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one who tested luck with me I think I'm bad enough to see I'm sick of all the bad lies People who are half-nots Who are not as tough as me The one who tested luck Don't do it! What is your issue? Do you not understand That you do not mess with somebody's girlfriend Or lady Mother wife, any of that type of stuff. This is Dude 101. You should know these things. So we covered this story earlier in the week. Five guys, they got busted. A guy, you know, was, you know, laid out and, you know, happened to die. And now we're finding out that it was over the girlfriend of a hell's angel. So, of course, they're going to get a little finicky when somebody's messing with an old lady. I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you men understand the female species can get you in some trouble? Hell, a lot of biker wars have been fought all over women. But I have to say, you just don't go there. Why would you put yourself in a position where you can get yourself hurt or in this incident die because you had a mess with a female? It's not really hard to know when a female is a part of the group that is a motorcycle club. Sometimes most clubs put property of the angels don't. Not that I know of anyway, but you still know they're with them. Come on, anybody with a brain knows that. You just don't do this type of stuff. Anyway, let's take a look at this uh, story right now. And this out of uh, crone4.com. I wonder if they have crone disease. The owner of it, naming that. Just, you know, it happens. Anyway, a man touched girlfriend of Hell's Angels member before his murder, the document shows. Let's go on and read here for a minute. Five men associated with the Hell's Angels Motorcycle Club were arrested last week in connection to a murder that happened at a Chris Stapleton concert on June 18th. Documents obtained by Crone 4. Still can't get over that, Crone say that the victim touched the girlfriend of one of the suspects before he was murdered. According to the statements of facts written by Mountain View Police Department Detective John Roldan, the group was involved in three incidences at the Shoreline Amphitheater over the course of the evening. In addition to the murder, the group beat up another victim and dissuaded a witness from talking to police. Hmm. 
I don't know how true it is. I reported on the two incidences. I did not know that there was three. Maybe there was a little, you know, drinking going on or smoking that Mary Jane. Who knows? Who knows? What I do know, Chris Stapleton, he's like a country person, isn't he? I really don't listen to the new stuff anymore. It's all become pop type of country crap. But one thing I do know is shit kickers and bikers do not get along whatsoever. I don't know what it is. We love the same music. We like the same girls. Obviously, here it is. Anyway, but they just don't like us bikers. And I don't understand it. Now, at least the older type. I don't know about the rubbers anymore, but I know the older bikers they don't like. It's always been that way, man. Sad state of affairs, and I don't know why. Anyway, going back to the story here. Assault near the portable restroom. Now, I admit, maybe instead of beating them up, they should have, you know, gave them a swirly, put them down in the toilet. It would have been funny. The first incident occurred just before 9.50 near the venue's portable restrooms. Hey, maybe one of the guys had to take a poop, and he didn't want to wait. After one of the Hell's Angels entered the bathroom, the victim approached Raymond Kunan as part of the group. Let's see here. I guess they had a brief conversation with uh, the dude, put his drink down on a hand-washing station, and then uh, Kunanan then put his hands around the victim's neck and pushed him backward out of the view of their surveillance camera. Ha-ha! Ha-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Very good. Push him. Push him away. Holy cow. I figured how to put myself in the story again on this new software. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. So we can keep going here. The victim returned later walking unsteadily. Maybe he was drinking a little bit. You know, I know how you shit kickers get at them concerts, baby. Uh, the two Hells Angels approached him, and one of them threw a drink at him. The victim was then punched in the face and fell down. Here it is. Why you always have to be careful. You got to be careful when you're fighting. Bad things happen. Not only somebody get whooped, but somebody can fall, bust their head, and next thing you're looking down there, damn, what the hell just happened here? Anyway, it was about 10.40 p.m. Members of the Hells Angels were gathered near the Stage Right Cafe when a man walked through the group. Security footage showed one of the Hells Angels, Logan Winterton, looking at the victim and waving his hands. Hmm. The man returned and walked directly towards a woman who was later determined to be the girlfriend of a Hell's Angel. According to the statement, the man touched the woman's shoulder in front of Hell's Angel's member. You just don't do that. What is wrong with you? Well, obviously, you know now. Oh, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. But it's true. Anyway. And then a third party punched him. And then they go on to say uh, threatening witnesses, according to cops, okay? According to the cops. Now, how much can we really believe them? How much can we really believe them? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. How much can we actually believe these coppers 
Because you know what? After you tell stories too many times, yeah, it gets old and you start questioning things, all that kind of jive. But, but, this should be a lesson here. This should be a lesson, especially to civilians. Bikers get finicky when you touch their old ladies. They don't want you to give them cooties. Because if you give the old ladies cooties, they gave us cooties. We don't like your cooties. Now, it is a sad state of affairs that this went down. It really is. It's a sad state of affairs. I always hate it when somebody loses their life. I always do. Yes, there are circumstances around it. Yes, some people overreact. I can't tell you for sure because I haven't seen the surveillance video. There's always more to the story when it comes out about these type of things because the police department, they're always able to get their side of the stories out where a lot of clubs don't take the opportunity to put their side out. And when some of their members do some stupid stuff and dirt, not saying this was a stupid incident. I'm talking about dum-dums that go out there, sell meth, do some stupid crap. That puts a ba uh, black eye on the motorcycle club because they didn't get out there and get their side of the story. But I get it. They're distrustful of the media. And everybody wonders why they are so distrustful of the media. It's because the media, all they do is swallow what Leo is giving them. It's funny how that relationship works with them, isn't it? Most of the time, the press can't stand the cops. But then they have this working relationship where the cops feed them stories. And it's like, man, is that like a fatal attraction type of relationship you guys got going on? Unbelievable. But the clubs get stuck in the middle. And I can see their point where the media is going to skew it whichever way they want to. You got to remember, if it bleeds, it leads. That's the way this stuff works in the news media. It's the way this stuff works. Anyway, we're going to go over live with China Dow right now. It's going to be a good one. Stay tuned right after this music break. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, whatever you want to call them. They're always switching names. Rock on. Good morning, everybody. Hey, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. And today is Black Friday. Are you guys out shopping? Hope not. Hope y'all are watching or listening. It might be racist to say Black Friday now. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Did I? Oh. Do you know they... Was uh, I not PC? I don't know, man, if you were PC or not. All I do know is the Biden administration, they asked the WHO to rename monkeypox to mpox because they said it was racist. So I don't know about Black Friday. It might Black be racist. Black Friday. Oh, man, I was just racist. Oh, I think you were. So it was great yesterday. I put Hollywood in a food coma. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. 
China Dow kicked ass with my son. My son made this homemade barbecue sauce. Mm. It was killer. What was it? Rum barbecue sauce or something like that? Yeah. It was badass. Plus, <laughs> you know, we sat down and watched two movies. Me and China Doll actually sat together for like four hours. And what was it, man? It was funny as hell. Medea. Medea. Medea's Christmas. And I don't know what the other one was. Medea's All in the Family or something like that. Yeah, that was, was some funny shit. It was hilarious. I should have got high for that one. You should have. That would have been beautiful. You didn't. You but it didn't. was a it was a good day yesterday. I am actually, and I don't say this much. I don't say this much because she might get a big head. Uh, I'm actually very proud of the China Dow. Why? What I do? Besides I putting at, you in a food coma. It, yeah, that was the first part. Then you got a little bitchy and ruined everything. And you know, I had to go take a nap. Had to take a nap. I wake up and China Doll's gone. And I'm sitting here, well, where the hell's China Doll at? I walk up the stairs and my son has a big old note, call mom. I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. I pissed her off. She finally left. <laughs> but instead, she went to work. Back to work. Back to work. Yeah. And this is where I'm proud of the China Doll. She didn't let a friendship and business mix. Now, I know I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I'm gonna because they can't tell me what to fucking do. I'm Hollywood. So let's start out. And this is why I'm proud of her. Because usually she always mixes friendship and business. And she always comes out on the losing end. So what happened here? Well, I got a phone call. That there was a drive-off of gas at work. Hey, it's getting difficult times nowadays. For forty-one seventy-one. So, I said I'll be right there. And I was still dressed in, like, my stretch pants, my hoodie, and all that. Do you ever notice, guys and gals, mostly gals, you're, you're numb nuts for this, that you dress hot as hell before getting married. After that, not so much. <laughs> China doll, not so much. You're actually doing your hair again today. I'm cutting it. Yeah. You're, you're cutting your hair, yeah. and you're. You, are you going to listen to me? By the way, I'm going to listen. Okay, go ahead. So I get up there, and there was customers in the store, so I couldn't do anything about the drive off. I had to wait till all the customers left the store. Then I went through and checked receipts to see whether or not that it was a prepay and, you know, they were owed change back, whatever. So it ended up being a drive off. She authorized the pump and didn't ring them out for their gas. Didn't ring them out. Dumbass. So when bitch. the customer came in to purchase other stuff, she totally forgot to charge them for their gas. So it was that fault of the employee. I hope this ain't a long story because it was a good one. And then what happened is there's a customer in the store waiting and talking with her. And I was packaging up the Black Friday papers because they're all they were all garbage to take them outside. They were heavy. They're they thick and like a shit ton. Yeah, it was going to be a long story. It so I took them, was dragging them to go outside. Well, the customer that was waiting for the other employee grabbed the bag to take out to the garbage. And I'm like, oh, righty then. 
Then her and the customer walked out towards the dumpsters. I had a gut feeling. Howdy, Mike. I walked over to the dumpster. She was drinking alcohol. They were doing shots by the garbage. Doing shots by the garbage. Drinking on the job. You can't do that. No, especially when you have management that's still around. Now, granted, she was off of work, but you're still management. See, when I owned my businesses, you would have never did that shit with me because you're there to work. You're not stealing from me because I'm paying you for your time. It's business. But go ahead. So I stared right in her face and said, are you kidding me? You're drinking on the clock. She turns around, has the shot in her hand. And goes, My bad. My bad. That's uh, And she's what, a millennial or a generation she's her, Z? She's in her, she's in her uh, mid-30s. Okay, so she's a millennial. They think that they're old everything, and they think that any kind of excuse can get them out of trouble. Well, that didn't work with China, though. No. Didn't work with her. Mm-mm. And you've been out partying with her. Yeah. And what did I first say when you started? You shouldn't be mixing business with fun. I do not believe, I'm sorry, if you're a manager of a establishment, a business, that you go out with your employees that are going to be under your supervision and party with them. I, I I don't know if it's because I have an old school way of thinking, but I know how it usually turns out. And she went out. She's been partying with them. She said they're friends. And it's kind of mixing business and personal. But she didn't let that happen this time. Mm-mm. I was so surprised because mm-hmm. China Dow is usually a schluck. Mm-hmm. And this time she wasn't a schl- uh, schluck. Mm-mm. So you ended up what? Coming home, changing my clothes, back into my work clothes, going back to the to work and telling her to clock out and go home. On Thanksgiving Day, by the way. Told her to clock out and go home. And she looked at me stupid. Isn't that amazing when they look at you stupid? Mm. It's like they make it that you're the bad person. Mm-hmm. And you're not the bad person. And that's what happens in friendships when you mix it with business is they look at you like you're the aggressor. Yeah. When it was their fault. They'll I, even admit it's their fault. She goes, I don't understand what I did. You were drinking on job, you dumbass. I'm like, really? I was right here, and you were doing a shot with a customer by the dumpster. But because you went out and partied with her, mm. she thought she was going to get a free pass. Nope. And you pulled the Hollywood and said, no, uh uh-uh, you're on the clock. Nope. You don't do that kind of stuff. Mm -mm. So she calls the manager. The manager comes down, and you don't know what's happening with her. I don't know what's happening because one minute she's looking at her saying, you're fired. Because we just had this conversation about no purchasing alcohol while you're on the clock. Mm-hmm. She makes the excuse, well, I didn't buy it. A customer did. And that's the excuse. Well, the customer did. That don't mean you drink it, dumbass. No. Wait until you're off the clock. She had three hours to go. Three. Three hours. That's all you had to do. Wait three hours. Do it on your walk home. And in these economic times, 
It's getting hard out there. Mm. You have to have a J-O-B. So why in the hell would you pull that kind of nonsense? Maybe they're younger. They're stupid. But not a lot of people have a good work ethic anymore. No, it doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't seem like it. Mm -mm. Like me, I got a piece of shit stepson. Piece of shit. Yeah. I don't want to be a worker bee. Excuse me. You mean son-in-law. Yeah, son-in-law. My my bad. You know, I have mostly daughters, and they can't... You know what? They need to marry rich peoples. That's what I told them. So she marries this fucking schmuck. And he went through how many fucking jobs? I lost track to where it was from. Excuse after excuse, and then finally you said he said, I don't want to be a worker bee. Mm. Oh, dude, I wanted to punch that motherfucker. I don't know what it is with them. They think they're owed something, and it ain't right. Mm. So she's going out there giving excuses. Well, this is why it happened. Blah, 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 blah. No, it was your problem, your responsibility not to drink on the job. Yeah. She tried using, you know, she, but she did admit to my boss that she did do it. And usually they won't. She flat out admitted that she screwed up. It's awesome. You screw up. You you know admit when you're wrong. But, I'm a true believer. But in then that. at the same time, I'm extremely confused because she told her to clock out, and I'm like, she's already clocked out. I clocked in. Mm-hmm. She goes, okay. She goes, well, you need to leave. I'll call you tomorrow with the repercussions. No, me. I would have said you're fucking fired. Get the fuck out of here. And she and the other girl, the the girl's like, do I need to fill out anything? Do and she's like, I'll call you tomorrow. I'm like, okay, so is she fired? You know what it is? <laughs> is she is not fired? I'm so confused. A lot of companies are hard up for people. They'll let everything and anything go. They don't have no principles anymore. None whatsoever. And that's what's sad about it. And I'm very, you know, very proud of you. I didn't tell you that last night. Very proud of you. Yeah. That you actually and here's let me, it stop. Here, here's me all night. I was so mad. And disappointed at the same time. I was I was shaking. I was so mad at work. I don't know why you shake. I don't know either. Do when I just get that mad, I was totally shaking. And I was like, I, I, I was in shock that she did it. No, what was the problem? And here's the problem with women. Here is the problem with women. You do something that's good. Then you second guess yourself. Then you second guess yourself where you turn on your spouse. And your spouse sitting here, what the fuck happened here? I said you did it right, but then she kept on coming back, coming back. And all that is, is your guilt. All that is, is you're trying to project what you're feeling on the somebody else when in reality you did it right. So I don't understand why you did that. You were a freaking bitch and a half, man. You were. I didn't drink on the job. But then you come after me. Why'd you do that? Because I was second guessing what I did. So why take it out on the spouse? That's what. That's an interesting I was, question. I was venting. No, that ain't venting. I was venting. You know, that's your go-to because, excuse. Because when we were on the phone, I couldn't tell whether or not you were. I don't know. That's because I was in the middle of working. Because I was like. 
I'm like, I'm pissed. And then you texted me back. You're like, I'm pissed too. And I'm like, oh shit, why? <laughs> you you take, because I don't like when, you already know that I cannot stand a drunk. Duke says, it's China Dow's Gemini mind and her empathy towards others. It could be. It could be she's just stupid. But anyway, I don't like drinks in the first place. So you catch somebody drinking on the job. Good for you. Awesome. They deserve what they get. But then you come after me because you're feeling guilty. And that ain't right that women do that. You women cause a ton of fights because of that. I'm just being honest here. Mike Ball says, because Hollywood, we are the punching bags for women. And I think that's a very good point where at some point you have to say, you know what? Enough, enough with your mouth, enough with your poor me shit. You're in this situation where your management, you had to do what you had to do. So at that point, you should have just forgot about it. Me personally, I was hoping all the accusations because I guess you were friends. Yeah. Well, the customer and this is the problem. Customers, I guess, were coming in and complaining to my boss that she was under the influence during her shifts on numerous occasions. No, Michelle, I'm not talking about uh, you. You know, I ain't ever caused the fight between two men. I'm talking about women going after their significant other. Because they want to second guess themselves or they want to lay the guilt on to their spouse, which isn't right. That's what I'm talking about here. But yeah, a lot of women get two men fighting. I, I, I got to understand that. But what turned out to be a proud moment, China Dow just shits all over it. <laughs> shits all over it. And then I couldn't sleep. <laughs> On top of it. You couldn't sleep because it, you considered her a friend. Mm -hmm. You opened yourself up like you always do. Yeah. And you let her pull your pants down and put a broomstick up your ass. I guess. That's why it's very dangerous to mix friendship and business. You can't do that. Especially on the streets, you can't do that bullshit. Friendship and business don't and never will mix. And she did start texting me after you went downstairs saying. Oh, really? Saying how sorry she was, that she knew she was wrong, that she shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I don't know about that, Duke. Gemini's very, very smart, but always second guess themselves and should just go with their instincts. And see, I did go with my instincts. She's not one of them smart Gemini. I'm sorry. Shut up. I did go with my instincts because of the fact that I was about to leave when she and the customer went by the dumpsters to take the garbage out. But I had this gut feeling that something wasn't right. Is Rattlesnake right here? You did the responsible thing. She screwed up and made you look bad. Yeah, well, the other thing, the other reason why... How did she make you look bad? I referred her to the job. I was her job referral. Ouch! She used my name as her referral to get the job. See, what did I tell you about that? And I didn't tell her to use my name. I don't care. I didn't even know she did. And when you found out she did, you should have said, you know what? I didn't refer her. Don't put no responsibility on me for this. 
I think that's where you're scared to speak up. You just speak up on the show. You should have been using this as a training tool for yourself and said, no, I didn't. You never, ever, 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 ever let somebody use your name or refer them for a job. Yeah, I had no I I had no idea that she used my name because she applied twice to the gas station and the first time she uh she she got a call back for a job interview but she never answered her phone. Mm-hmm. So then she reapplied. And by the way, and put my name in it. By the way, <laughs> you schmuck who bought her to drink, I guess, watches my show. Yes. He Don't does. be a dick nut. He does. How the hell did that happen? But anyway, I got fucking schmucks that watch me. Sometimes. Yeah, I was fangirled by by him. Well, that's fine. Mm, yeah. Still a schmuck for doing it. Yeah. Put you in a position that ain't cool. No. Not cool at all. Yeah, he's, he's one of our viewers. So anyway, yeah. anyway, she's texting you now. She did last night for about 10 minutes, yeah. And how did you feel about that? I didn't respond. You didn't respond, but how did you feel about this person who used your name, you tried to be friends with, and in the end, you got to pull up your ass? How do you feel about that? Right now, right now, actually, my feelings are, I'm just pissed. Okay, but where should you... Take out your frustration. I'm pissed at her. That's why I haven't said nothing to you this morning. But why (laughs) did you take it out on me? Because I was mad at myself. So you take it out on me, who's Hollywood, who's innocent. Yeah, I took it out on you. But you laugh and smile about that. (laughs) Why do you laugh and smile about that? Because I figured, hey, I'm going to pass the buck. She tried blaming me, so I'm going to blame you. (laughs) And that ain't good for a relationship. No, it's not. Me, I wanted to throw you out of the house last night. Well, Mark that Mark said, you know, betrayed. And I'm like, yeah, I do feel betrayed. I did. I did. You know, first she throws my name under the bus to get the job, which I didn't know until I seen a paycheck that said I got a referral fee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and for like two weeks, I was asking where the hell that came from. Then I found out it was from her. Mm-hmm. And I and then I even asked her. I'm like, well, why did you use my name to get the job? I didn't tell you to. I, I didn't but you tell did, you. And your bosses are going to know you're the one that referred her. Mm-hmm. And what's going to be even worse is your bosses are going to learn that you went out and partied with her. Yeah, but what I do outside of work is none of their business. No, no, not true. What you do outside of the work with your employee does reflect on your work. Now she's going to be thinking about that all day. Am I right or wrong, community? What you do out of work can affect you. And what affects you and you didn't let happen. And this is where I'm proud of you. Very proud of the I could have just came home and just forgot all about it. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't. You could have let your friendship interfere with your work, but you didn't. You took the grown-up position and said, no, uh-uh. I'm, I'm responsible. I'm a re- uh, it wasn't me drinking. I warned this broad a couple days ago. The not day to before. Do it. The day before not to do it. <laughs> 
So there has to be consequences. And when you say that, hey, if you do this, this is going to happen. You got to follow through on it as a manager, as a boss, or it's never going to be all right. They're going to keep on doing it. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Mike has one. Let's go to uh, Mikey here. For instance, my landlord is my big brother. Just because he is my landlord doesn't mean I can pay him late because he's my homie. Now I have the much more pressure. I make sure he's paid before any. Very, uh, uh, hey, Facebook, very true here. Very true. Because a lot of people in Mike's position would say, oh, he's my brother. I don't need to pay him right away. I don't have to pay him on time. And that's where it's dangerous when you mix business and family. Because you can end up in a situation like on that show last night where everybody hates each other. Yeah. Money is evil. Money is evil. And when money and family come involved, oh boy, you're going to have a lot of shit. You're going to have a lot of shit. So you have to be grown up to know how it works. You have to have some kind of integrity. And you always got to hold up your end of the deal. So in this case, his brother is his landlord. And I've always said what? There's three things, no matter if you're poor, no matter it, what you are, you always got to pay your rent. Yeah. Number one, you need a place to stay. Number two, you pay your utilities. And number three, you have food. After those three, then you got to pay for whatever else. Am I right or wrong? Mm -hmm. So now what's even worse is, see, China Dow goes out on Friday night. And I got to take this from the Facebook user real quick here. I went to in business with my best friend, opened a tattoo shop. Six months later, we closed. I'm not friends with him anymore. Oh, you can never open a tattoo shop with a friend. I know that. But anyway, she goes out on Friday nights, even though I'm going to be rethinking that one. And now this broad is the bartender there. And I tell her last night that, hey, she's going to run around bashing your ass behind your back at this bar. We all know how mixing pleasure with a bar, they're going to talk their asses off. So you did a good thing and got hold of the bar first. Uh -huh. I got hold of one of my friends that has been at that bar for like ever. And why was that? Why did I get a hold of him? Yes. To let him know what the situation was in case she starts talking shit. And isn't that a shame that she would have to talk shit about you when it was her fault? Do you? She already, does everybody she, ever notice that the ones that do wrong want to be the ones that talk shit for the ones that were right? But she already started talking shit before she even left the gas station. Really? By texting one of the other employees saying, you're next. Trying to bring in a bunch of drama. Yeah. Uh, Duke, a tattoo shop is a license to make money. You're damn right it is. I'm actually thinking about coming out of retirement. Trust me. 
now that they have these new machines, it's a lot easier where <laughs> my hands don't hurt. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. But she already started with one of your other employees. Your other employee had to come in and say, hey, no, this ain't the case. And you could have ended up with a situation where it was real bad for the business. Yeah. See, a lot of times, I uh, most of the time, I'm going to take the business's side because I've owned them before I sold them. See, I like flipping businesses. And I know how it is when people try to fuck you. That's just like people say, oh, it's Walmart or it's Target. You know, they can afford somebody stealing from them. Well, then you have to put yourself in their shoes and say, no, uh -uh, if I own this business, if I would I want them stealing from me? Hell no. But a lot of people don't think that way if they don't own a business or never did own a business. But I have to say the pride I have in you, even though you were the biggest bitch last night, is immense because I never thought you'd be ever to pull it off. <laughs> I never thought that you'd be able to say, I'm separating our friendship from business. I never thought you'd be able to do that. But I did. But you did, and you should be proud. But at the same time, you shouldn't have done what you did by letting your guilt get to you and bringing your spouse into it. My initial reactions was, you did right, kick ass. Yes, I was pissed because it happened to you. But at the same time, you didn't know what I was doing. I just got done recording a video. I just, you know, doing my shit. So, of course, my whole attention is not going to be on you. And when you came home, what did I say? Okay, get it out. (coughs) And you got it out. So I did the right thing. But the problem with women is you want to push everything up on your spout as it's our fault. And that leads to a very, very fucked up position. I like what Mike Ball just said. What's that? People are selfish and have no honor. It's all about them and what can help them at all costs. They burn all bridges doing it too. That's because they don't believe they don't have any personal responsibility. I guess they were never taught that as kids. And it's becoming more of a more of an issue with this younger generation because they don't know what respect is. Mark says, if you think friends won't screw you, try family. Well, family screws you oh, sometimes family does way it all more. the time. They screw you more. Oh, than my turn. God. Do they want to just bend you over? Mm. Family are the worst. And I actually did say that to you the other day. I was like, family ain't supposed to screw over family. Nope. You're supposed to be a tight unit where anything that's thrown at you, you all come together and rally the wagons. I do not believe it's like that even more. I don't. I don't believe it's like that. And that's a sad state of affairs that it is like that. Let's go to Michelle. Even if it's weed we sell, we don't do it for friendship. We do it to survive. Ain't risking my safety and freedoms for friendship. It's a business above board and below board, no respect anywhere. What you just named is the number one reason why you get a lot of dealers that are getting busted. 
It's usually their friends, close associates that turn on them. And they have no regard for what friendship you have. That's why if you're, you know, pushing this or pushing that, you keep them at an arm's length. You don't even tell them what you're doing because they're usually the ones that are going to throw you to the freaking wolves. That's I've seen it happen a million times where they throw you right to the wolves. Uh, and China don't feel like Hollywood is attacking you personally. I feel like almost every woman does this. Hollywood is on the something. <laughs> why is it do you feel that I'm attacking you? Seriously, why did you feel like last night I was attacking you when I was agreeing with you? It's your nature. It ain't my nature to do that. When you're right, I say you're right. And in this situation, you were right. But because of one line, you were like, you freaked out. Yeah. And that wasn't the way it was meant. Because when you text it, you take things out of context compared to when you talk. So shouldn't that be the solution? Instead of texting, wait till you get home and talk about it. Yeah. See, you do everything half-ass backwards. <laughs> I do not. You'd rather text than to talk to somebody. And that's your downfall right there. Because I don't believe in that type of stuff. I want to look somebody in the eye and say, okay, what's the issue? People don't sit and talk anymore. And that's a damn crying shame. Mark said, China, try this. Tell people not to confuse your kindness with weakness. Well, that's what I told you to do up right up front because you were all happy being a friend. And I, I was like, you got to be firm, fair, and consistent. If you want a good relationship with employees, that's what you have to do. Those three things, firm, fair, and consistent. Because if you take away out any of those three, you're not going to have a good outcome. I'm telling you, you're not, you want some business advice? There's some business advice. And you remained with them three. And you should be not even worrying about it today. Duke says, whatever happened to you have the right to remain silent. So shut up. Snitches get stitches. I guess. So what? Does that mean me ratting her out? No, no, no. He was talking about the drug stuff. Oh, I was like, damn. See, this is what she does. Damn. You just heard it live on air how she just took something the wrong way. And now, after air, she's going to say, well, was I a snitch? No, you weren't a snitch. You were doing your job. You're being paid to do a job. And what you did was follow your job description. That has nothing to do with snitching. He was talking about the dealing. And well, people hey, turn... it's hard to keep up in the comments sometimes. No, that's exactly what you did to me last night. You just did it live on air. And see, if I wasn't sitting here talking with you, you would have took that out of context and you would have bit on me all day. Right or wrong? I don't know. Don't you? I don't know. I don't know. Right or wrong? I don't know. Maybe. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and what I don't like about you, what I don't like about you is, and I, I understand a lot of people do this, is they bring their work home. And where else am I supposed to bring it? Uh, Obviously, I have a really good, really bad radar on finding friends if you don't just see what happened. No, you leave it at the door. Okay, so I got nobody I'm allowed to vent to, which I should be able to vent to you. So if I leave leave work at home, then don't ask me every day when I come home from work, how was work? Then we'll have nothing to talk about. You take it so far where... It's easy for you to vent. The problem is you turn it into me being the bad guy. <laughs> Michelle, China needs a volume button for her facial expressions. <laughs> Everybody's seen it live on air now over on YouTube. Well, I use my face a lot. Sorry. <laughs> I am glad that we are having this kind of conversation here. Let's see here. Big Mark, Red. Mark says, never bring homework unless you own a strip club. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> uh, Big Red, remember walking around and hanging out in the mall. <laughs> Talk face-to-face. The 80s and 90s were the best for actually having face-to-face conversations. And friends, not just online. And you came from that era. Yeah. So what happened with the switch to where you only want to have technology do your talking? That's just like a lot of these wimps out there. If they want to break up with a friend, they do it over text instead of in person. What happened to that face-to-face communication? You had it yesterday because you were there. Yeah, I was there. Now, what happened if you went home? If I went home and didn't do anything about it, would you have just been texting instead of sitting down and saying you were wrong? Probably. And why is that? Why do you feel more comfortable doing it? Because I don't really like talking on the phone. You don't like. I don't like talking on the phone. No, I don't like confrontation. I don't like I try to stay away from confrontation. I don't like it. And that kind of puts you in an awkward position where people can, that's where a lot of people can take advantage of you is they are of the mind that all they're going to be doing is texting and getting away with everything because they can try to manipulate you on that. And that's another reason why business and personal and money don't get along is because a lot of it has to do with manipulation of the friendship. Do you feel manipulated? Do I? Yeah. I feel taken advantage of. Same thing. Yeah. And why is that? I don't know. Cuz she thought that I wasn't that she thought that I was going to probably let her get away with it. She the look on her face when I walked back in the door dressed in uniform last night was like her her eyes got huge. Her jaw dropped. Like, what are you doing back? And what's that say to you? That Was she that a I, real friend I, or no? No, she technically was not a real friend. Now, do you think your friendship's going to be able to survive this? No. Why not? Because you go to the same bar. She works there. 
is your you don't think that it's any way of fixing it no and why is that because you feel betrayed because of the fact that we had the conversation the night the the night before about not getting alcohol on the clock mm -hmm. and she did it the very next day very well said and now you feel like she took advantage of you because you were the boss, which I said was going to happen. And we went out. You know, we went out. We hung out. And you hung out. Yeah. But now the business part of the deal screwed up your friendship part of the deal. Which I guess yeah, I could just say it is what it is. But is it when you're talking, is it what it is? You have these emotions going on with you. Obviously, after I went downstairs to take a nap, it was still bugging you. So why was it still bugging you? When it still bugs me right now while I'm sitting here. Why? We're trying to we're trying Are you to... guys should I get a couch out right now? Yes, we should get a couch out because we got a bunch of people out there that can help you. Why is it still because bugging it, you? Okay, Mike Mike Ball kind of nailed it. She, uh, she doesn't respect you whatsoever. She didn't respect me as a boss, obviously, because she did nope. not listen to what I said to her on Wednesday evening. And on Thursday evening, she actually drank at work. Because the friendship. Part. And then not to mention, she doesn't technically respect me as a person. There it is. So that shows utmost disrespect towards me. The ultimate disrespect. It's and it and it it's whether I'm her boss or her friend. She disrespected me in both aspects. Because if I if I'm her friend and her boss, but we're on two separate things, like we're out and about, I'm her friend. But mentally, in my mind, I'm still her boss. But, but there's a that... lot of stuff that goes on outside of work that I don't bring to work. Mm -hmm. I keep to myself mm -hmm. because it was outside of work. Is that truly a friendship where at that point you are always thinking of yourself as her boss instead of her friend? What do you mean? Meaning if you always are thinking that you're above her when you're outside of work. How did that friendship? The only reason really why the only reason why that continues in my head all the time is because of the fact that when she meets people, when we're out at the bar, she always introduces me as her boss. She does not introduce me as her friend. So why didn't you stop that? I would say something every time. Mm hmm. And I would say, I'm not your boss here. We're not at work. Mm -hmm. Because that and brings then she, repercussions and then, to and then, you. And then she'd do the, uh, I know. <laughs> and see, the problem with if you didn't make your move that you did, you would have lost your job. Just like our kids said. Both our kids. Would have said you would have lost your job. It. So that was disrespectful of her putting you in that type of position. Because your job's supposed to come first. Without a job, you can't pay bills. Without paying bills, you'll be on the street. 
I mean, I guess Michelle's kind of got a point here. What's she that? said, one of you are grown up and the other is a child. Very well said. Yeah. And I, then you I think, wonder I, think why I was I, acting like the adult. You wonder why I have the one strike rule. Because if they're going to screw you, they're going to screw you. Don't give them another chance because it's going to happen again. That's what you got to learn about people. And that's what you got to learn about these business and friend relationships. If say you're a boss of somebody else. I truly believe that. How's your, uh, I'm reading rattlesnakes comment. What is that? Let me go up there. Get some ice for that metaphorical handprint on the left side <laughs> of your face, China. That's how I see what she did to you. Yeah. Like she slapped, a slap in the she face. slapped me in the face. And there, yeah. uh, and I think that you're doing it the right way where you give her the one chance. And if she screws that up, it's over. It's done with. Now, how are you going to handle the situation when you go out to a bar? As far as what with her? Yeah, she's working and I'll acknowledge her. I'm not going to be an asshole. Oh, you're not me. Uh, go ahead. I mean, she's not the one behind the bar. She's she's a server. She's not behind the bar. But you know that she's going to come up and bug the shit out of you. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to acknowledge her existence. I can talk to her and be civil, but at the same time, watch everything I say. So you're kind of hoping that something could be rekindled. I would I mind Deep down would I mind keep, keep continuing a friendship somewhat but on the other hand not really because yeah I mean she just tried to take advantage of that friendship thinking I would let her get away with it and I'm not I'm not gonna do that. So how do you equate the two then? You want to? I will acknowledge her because she's at work. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about because I won't disrespect people while they're at work. Wanting to have a friendship still, but not being able to get over what she did to you. See, that's where the one strike rule comes. Basically, I have to bite the bullet and realize that that friendship and her being a coworker, it's gone. Why should you have to bite the bullet? Why not go out, you know, up to her? I'm gonna and say what you did was wrong, and here's why. Because you're gonna be in a situation where you can actually do that outside of work. Yeah, exactly. And if the situation arises and she comes up to me and starts talking to me when she's off the clock at work, because I will respect the fact that she's working. And when she's done at work, her and I will have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And what do you imagine that conversation to be? Basically telling her, yeah, I'm going to use some of the terminology from today's show. What you did was a slap in the face. You disrespected me as a person and you disrespected me as a boss. And if you can't respect me as a person, there's not going to be a friendship. Well, there's not going to be any respect as a boss either. Well, the f- part is I don't even know what's going on as far as that part. Mike, this is a good question. Do you think her friend has the mental capacity to understand her wrongdoing? To be honest, no. Like to the extent of ruining this entire friendship. 
And why? I no, would to have be to honest, why. To be honest with you, I don't. Here's why. Here's why. Because one of the people that I hang out with at the bar, she became friends with also. So one of the first people that she texted when she got home was him. Mm. And he started texting me. Asking me. And now you're bringing another friend into it. Asking me what happened. And, but see, he knows more because he, he's an outsider. Right. He's, he doesn't work with us. So he knows more. And he has seen a change in her in the past two months, personality-wise and That's everything. That's because she's doing lines. Yeah, well, which I kept outside of work. Which is good, because that is personal stuff. And I didn't say anything. But your personality starts changing when you get that fucking hype shit. Mm-hmm. But the problem was she brought in a third party. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find to be horrible. Well, and it's not just a third party. She brought in a third party outside of work. And she brought in a third party inside of my job. So is She there... texted two separate people. Okay, she put texted two separate people. So that should tell you what kind of person she is. And why, yes, you got to be cordial to her. I'll be cordial to her while she's working, yeah. But at the same time, but when she's you don't want the, that friendship anymore. When she's off that clock, it's going to be told that she fucked up. Mm-hmm. And not just at work. Right. She fucked up with me and not respecting me as a human being. She has nothing but disrespect. Uh, Let's see here. One time. If this person has any sympathies or regards... They will present themselves and apologize for what they did and understand why you had to do what you did, but don't ever count on it. I think that would be a good start Mm -hmm. and a good conversation starter right there. You should write that down and say exactly what he just said. That was a perfect response right there. To the opening of a conversation that you should have. If you're going to have that conversation, that's the way to start it. It is. Duke, this girl doesn't sound like she gives a fat baby's ass. I got to steal that now. (laughs) I got to steal it. Fat baby booties are cute. About China. Now you extend an olive branch of friendship, allowing her to use your name, and she shows her ass like that drinking on the job. And that's... (laughs) the funny thing i didn't allow her to use my name to get the job but she, she did anyway she did it without me knowing but you should have set that record straight with everybody i because you told know- i told my boss that i did not tell her I, that i was not referring her to the job mm-hmm. and she goes that well baby's ass. and I she goes she goes well there's nothing i can do you're already paid a referral fee and well, I'm that's like, fine, I, but I'm don't like, use it against me. I, I, I don't want it held against me because I did not refer to the job. Uh-huh. My, uh, my boss was actually the one that first told her to go apply. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with it. I told her to reapply. So don't you think that that's how you would set the conversation? Mm-hmm. It's non-confrontational, even though it can become it, but that'd be on her part, not your part. So you would have no worries about how the conversation went. See, our community out here really does some help here. 
But we have to get the community's help on how China Dow, I get it, she wants to vent to somebody. But at the same time, when she's venting, she's not supposed to be taking it out on Hollywood. Hollywood's there to listen. And if she wants my advice, she has to understand that's my advice. But ultimately, she has to do what she has to do. Duke says, this chick don't give a tinker's damn about you. But there are, hey, three, man. But there are three sides to a story. But you must sit uh, sit this straight, sweetheart. You do. Sweetheart. There are three sides of the story. But at the same time, the way you vent has to be addressed. The way you vent is you say what you got to say like I did last night. Get it out. And I sat there, gave you the year, and then you asked me questions. And when I give you the answers to the way I think, you got mad, and I want to understand why. You asked me for my opinion. I asked you if I did the right thing. And what did I say? That I did. But you kept on going over But you and over also, and at over. the same time, you said I did do the right thing when it came to work, but then you got, just kept pushing the, you were mixing business with fun. Because I know how it goes, and I warned you from the start. I think it's, you don't like when I'm right. No. Why is it you don't like it when I'm right? Because I'm right all the 75 time. 75% of the time you're right. But I don't hold that against you. Yeah. We you always talk my, about you, failure. You rub it in my face. On some things. Yeah. Like now. No, see, she thinks I'm rubbing it in her face now. Because you keep pushing the fact that I shouldn't have became friends with her. I am not pushing that facts. That's not what I'm hearing. Not for me. And sure to hell, I don't think the audience is hearing that. You're actually seeing a live interaction of what China Dow does right now. <laughs> this is what I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh, Duke, nope. Whenever she needs you do. Sorry, that's the facts. See what I mean? I'm sitting here, I'm listening, but you're trying to turn the facts around where it's my fault instead of putting the fault on the okay, person. Okay, well, the person, the person that's in the wrong right now is that coworker. So why slash try to make it my problem? Slash wannabe friend. Yeah, but why turn it around on me? You just did it live on air where you say that I rub it in that I basically don't listen. Why did you just do that? They just heard it live on air. Okay. Uh -huh. See, there's the look. <laughs> there's the five-year-old coming out. <laughs> you really want the five-year-old to come out? <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> I love Mike. We love you guys. Shine on Hollywood are an amazing couple, and I love that they can even chat real like this. I truly appreciate these type of conversations. We don't hide who we are. Yeah, I do act like a five-year-old a lot. A lot. You guys are actually seeing it right now. This yes. is what I do at home when we're not on the air. Acts like a five-year-old. I do. The bipolar in me is coming out. You know what? I think bipolar is an excuse. It's not an excuse. Shut up. That is one of the biggest excuses around. 
what it is, it has, you know, and I don't care what psychiatrists have to say. Oh, you got bipolar. You, you know Thanks, the difference between right and wrong. Rattlesnake said five and a half. Five and a half, yes. Duke says, it's always hard to hear when someone takes advantage of those we love. And as men or women, we want to fix the problem by fixing the other person. Very true. That is true. But do you have to fix the way I think about it? I think, yes, you don't like me being right. No, so you I don't. Come back. I don't because I like you always give me warnings about everything. And I am the type of person that I listen. I listen. OK, I hear what you say, but I don't listen. Does that make sense? Yes. I hear what you tell me about people, but I don't listen. And then because I'm the type of person that I have to find stupid shit out my own way. OK. But and then, then I hate doing this. Here's what I hate doing, everybody. Hollywood, you were right. You heard it right here on Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. <laughs> okay. I will never, ever freaking do that again. So savor that. You better save this clip because I am never doing that again on air saying that Honestly, you were right. Honestly, that's what you don't like? No, I hate telling you it. Unbelievable. That kind of hurts my feelings. So now and I And that is my biggest that is my biggest problem, Mark. I will I will hear things, but I don't listen. I seriously. You know what? That's one quality that old time bikers have is we don't fall for bullshit. You cannot ram bullshit <laughs> up our ass. Nitro, she said it. I heard it. She said it. <laughs> I did. She did it, Nitro. I did. So you see where the outside of the house becomes an issue for us. It's not me saying, hey, this, this, and this. No, it's you bringing problems from the outside into the marriage. It's not bringing, oh my God. Okay, you know what? I'm just not going to speak to you about anything here that she happens goes. outside. No, here, she here goes. we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to be five and a half. That doesn't mean I don't want to hear the stuff, but the you bring it to where it's my issue. You should have let it go with us when I said, okay, get it out. And after that, leave it alone. You got to express yourself, you got my opinions. There's nothing I can do to change this situation. So why us fight over something that wasn't even my fucking problem? <laughs> what? <laughs> One big step for mankind. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a giant leap for her. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood gets a new bike now. He can get a bike anytime he wants. It's his money. I don't care. Rattlesnake, I have been promised every positive change in a workplace only to be screwed over as a workhorse. I only believe it when I see it. But since going back to that, okay, if what, I can't change it, why go after me? You can't change it. But why you did you go after me? Because I need I need someone to vent to. And if I can't vent to you, who can I vent to? And what do I say? Go ahead. Let it out. Yeah. But last why night, do you got to keep on going when it was over? <laughs> Ex 
Mike, we would love to hear the problems. Just don't attack us while we're telling you <laughs> us how mad you guys are mad at someone else. And I don't think that is actually a funny thing. I think no, that is what thing. I do when I'm mad at somebody else. I, I blame him. <laughs> I'm not lying. I do. I do. Well, that's the first step in a minute. What's going but this on? Is, oh, sad. This is the first time I've actually admitted that too. First time I've said that out loud. So now how uh, does it make you feel knowing that you do that to me when I am here being supportive, but you're taking my advice the wrong way. You still take it out on me when I had nothing to do with it. And that's what I mean about being bringing problems onto me when I had nothing to do. Michelle, you're right. It's hard to let it go when it's still considered unresolved at work. But does that give you an excuse to what you just admitted is put the blame on me? I think that's one of the biggest things in relationships that can kill it. Is you putting the blame on your partner when they had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> Nitro, do y'all have kids? I got kids. Uh, Bruin Hell, very good question, and the answer most of the times no, no, actually, I don't, but not always. I do. Do though. you apologize for snapping at him out of frustration, China? Now, no, she doesn't. Yes, I do. Not all the time, yes, no, I you don't. Do. do you know how many times I have come up to you and said, or I've texted you, I'm sorry for being an asshole? But does that fix everything How, no it's not gonna fix it but it i do time and time again. i do apologize but then like a week later i'll be an asshole again so how does that help everything and this is a good conversation for tomorrow tomorrow's saturday oh, i'm not monday. going on the air saturday has something you know monday i don't even know what my schedule looks like tomorrow because i don't even know if this girl's still working there or not so you'll come and bitch at me <laughs> because of that that's your next step. See, I can read you like a book. I got somebody that called off sick yesterday and today is going to the doctor today. Don't know if she's working Saturday or Sunday. If this girl's fired, that means I'm working Saturday and Sunday, which I'm not supposed to be. Then I just got a text during the show that my boss is at home hacking or at work hacking up along. And you're not going anywhere. I'm sitting, you see me sitting right here? I'm sitting right here. Today is supposed to be my day off. So are you going to be taking it out on me that they're texting what you usually do? No. I already responded. I go, so what am I supposed to do? Mm. Uh, one time. Welcome to marriage. All women do that. It's in their DNA. That's a good topic right there. Uh, Self-accountability is amazing. It's how we all truly grow. Do you feel like you've grown? Right now? Okay, maybe I'm like seven and a half. <laughs> Let's do that for Monday. Do, have, do you feel like you've grown is going to be the topic. Do I feel? Yeah, give me some days to like sleep on this and see where this actually ends up. Mm -hmm. And can I you think, take I think, the conversation? I think right now, right now... I'm like, my head's all over the place because of the fact that I don't know if the situation is 100% resolved at work. So why not ask? You have your phone right in front of you. You were doing it on air anyway. That wasn't who was messaging me. My boss wasn't messaging me. Oh, it was Jenny that that's working there. Oh, it was the other coworker. Okay. Saying that she's in the back room hacking up along. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? 
So that's our topic come Monday. To see how much this sunk in this weekend. Have you actually evolved as a person? Courtesy of Mike Ball. And if if I if I do go out today and she is working at the bar. Stay tuned. We'll do a follow-up on uh my my confronting her. Mm-hmm. If you have a show topic or a conversation that you'd like to hear about, make sure to put it in the comment section over on YouTube or get a hold of China Dial on Discord. We'll see you on Monday. Stay tuned.